Hi, it's Rainy G. It's colder than heck out here on, uh, what is it, March 7th? Uh, well, March comes in like a lion. It certainly is on the east coast of the United States. But I'm way down here in the south and we're freezing. Um, but, okay, I'm outside. I always am. I do all my podcasts outside because I'm in with nature all day long and half the night. And I like it that way. I grew up that way and I'm going to stay that way. Um, so talking about growing up and being who we are. I'm going to talk a little bit about gender and sexuality, about sanctuary cities, tariffs, immigration, the dreamers, etc. But it still won't be longer than 15 to 20 minutes. So listen up. This gender stuff has got to stop. Nobody's going to change the XX or XY chromosomes in our DNA. They're going to try. They're going to use any chemicals or whatever, or electronic frequencies, who knows, to try to change all that. But in all of nature, in all of nature, whether it's plants or animals or humans, there are chromosomes that make one a female and one a male. That's the way it is. Now, do some of those animals grow up, you know, thinking that if they're a female duck, they really like the female duck better? Yeah, probably. Who knows why? Some dogs grow up liking the same sex better. Who knows why? But that doesn't make them want to become the other sex. It doesn't make them not know what sex or gender they are. And I'm going a little bit crazy about parents letting two-year-olds decide if they're a boy or girl or dressing them that way because they think that's what they want. Or if their kids who are two, three, four, five years old decide that they're, they want to try on dad's clothes or mom's clothes and it's the wrong sex, they must want to be that sex, so let's go give them an operation. And they'll ask them the questions. Oh, you want to be like daddy? Yes. They ask a little girl, you want to be just like daddy? Yes. Oh, then you must be transgender, so let's go get some money in from wherever, the government or wherever we can, and let's let you transform and get, and get an operation and turn into a boy. They don't even know what a boy and a girl is. They really don't. I mean, the five-year-olds, the, and I, don't, I know they're more sophisticated now or whatever. They've lost their innocence much, much sooner than we did. But still, it's show me yours and I'll show you mine because they don't even know what that means. They know it's different. That's all they need to know. There's a difference between men and women, between boys and girls. There's different chromosomes that are involved. Now, if you happen to grow up as a, as a little girl, hanging out with boys or whatever, and you enjoy doing what the boys do, you might decide or you might feel, and that's not necessarily a, um, a cerebral decision, that you're gay, that you're a lesbian, that you like women better, like the boys do. That doesn't mean that you want to be a boy. It doesn't mean you should go change your body. It means that you have a, a mission here on earth. God made you a female who feels that way. And you're supposed to live with whatever that means and teach whatever that means. It doesn't mean go stuff it down people's faces or in, down their throats or any of those kinds of things. It means, okay, you're a girl. You're growing up as a female in a female body. Be proud of that. It doesn't mean that you want the male body or that you hate the male body. It means that you need to learn to love yourself as you are. That's the only lesson. Not to go change your body. Not to go cut off things or add things or do whatever to become something you think you want. You were ordained in the womb from God to be a male or a female. 
The first nine weeks, your parents didn't know. You didn't know. But after the ninth week, one of those sides, those male or female sides, becomes more dominant. We're all neither and both in the first nine weeks. We're both male and female, or we're not either. Until those genes become dominant and say, okay, you're going to be a girl or you're going to be a boy. And then, then it's up to your parents to teach you what that means. It's up to God to teach you what that means. And you need to listen to God to learn what that means. And if that changes your sexuality, not just listen to that word. It's who you have sex with, right? That's how they determine sexuality, who you want to have sex with. Well, sexuality is supposed to be for propagation, not for fun, not to buy children on the black market, not to traffic them all over the place for sex, everything being about sex. That's sex, not sexuality. I know many, many gay men, homosexual men. Um, as a matter of fact, my cousin is gay. I don't talk to him much because he's in New York, but he's gay. Okay? And they, the men basically think about sex all the time, whether it's straight men or gay men. That's how men deal with this world. It's not right. It's not the best. But that's what they do. The females, and I know three, four that are close enough to me um, to talk to, and they don't even care about sex. What they care about is feelings. It's, you know, who they love for who they are. And if they never have sex, they're fine. Because sex has never, was never the dominant force in their lives. Sex became the dominant force in male lives because they're taught that. It's like you're supposed to be a real man if you really think about sex all the time and you look at a pair of breasts and they really turn you on, then you're a man. Sorry, you know, that's part of what's wrong with our culture. It really is. I mean, why objectify anyone for sex? But... Anyway, okay, so that's the gender stuff. If, if you've got an XX, you're a girl. If you're an XY, you're a boy. That's it. It doesn't change. And you can cut off whatever you want. Those chromosomes are still going to be there. And they're going to wreak havoc with you if you change the way they're allowed to express themselves. Why do it? Why do it? And then all this, this gay activism. You know, I understand you want to be heard and seen because all these years it was, you know, you were shamed for being gay or, or lesbian or whatever. So you were shamed for that. That wasn't right either. That was judgment on other people's parts. But if you love yourself enough, if you're strong enough in who you are, and you walk your talk, be like Ellen. She came out. Nobody cares. You know, they go to her shows and they, they treat her like a queen and she's so special and all that stuff. It's fine. And she has been successful. And she does do whatever she does, you know. She gives away a lot of free stuff. She's like Oprah. She lives next door to her. So that's what makes her so popular. But there's a whole, you know, so people were shamed before. I give her credit. She came out and she made herself a success. And she doesn't worry about it. She dresses the way she wants, and she is who she is. She's married to a woman, and that's the way it is. But that's how other people have to be, too. You don't have to shove it down anybody's throat. Just go be who you are, love who you want to love, love with all your heart, and make sure that your intention is love. And that's, that'll, that'll get you through it. You don't have to change your bodies at all. And for those younger ones who listen to me, if you've got a problem with that, call me or email me, because we'll talk it through. Okay, Sanctuary Cities, you know that Sessions went to uh, Sacramento to, to wage war, according to Governor Brown, against California. 
Well, think about it. <clears throat> Sanctuary City is a safe space for criminals. I would like you to open your bedroom door or your home or whatever you have and invite all the criminals to come in there and feel safe. They can be rapists or burglars or robbers or insane people, whatever. Invite them in and say, nobody can come and get you. You're going to be safe here. And then I want you to stay there with them. Don't leave. You can't lock them in. you got to be with them. That's a sanctuary room or a sanctuary house. Is that what you want? And you're probably going to say, well, no. I don't want those people living with me, but I want them to be safe. Well, why would you want them living with other people then? Why do you want them to come to a place like San Francisco that is now a cesspool? Or Los Angeles, which looks like a third world country. And... and do what they do. Not all of them are bad people. I'm not saying that. You're going to trump me on that and say, oh, you're saying they're all... No, they're not all bad. But most of the ones who streamed over the border and would seek a sanctuary city are those who don't want to get caught or get deported. Why else would they be looking for a sanctuary city? If you really wanted to come here and sneak over the border, you'd sneak over by yourself and go blend in somewhere and figure out how to do that. And the IRS will give you a phony social security number and then you go live and, until you decide that you want to become a citizen. And do I feel bad for those that are getting deported and leaving their families behind? Yes and no. I feel bad that they were dumb enough to be here for nine years, 20 years, 40 years and never took the time to do what it takes to become a citizen. It wouldn't have been that hard. My grandparents did it on both sides. They did it. They learned the language. They learned the Constitution. They learned. They took civil uh, courses so that they understand government. They did it. They couldn't even understand English, but they tried and they did it because they wanted to be Americans. They didn't want to be African Americans or Latino Americans or Mexican Americans or whatever. They wanted to be Americans, and they wanted to contribute to this country because their own countries had let them down. So we became the melting pot for people from all countries. You can't do that everywhere else. You can't go into Mexico, uh, sneak in, and think that you can go then, you know, parade around the American flag and demand what you want. I would like to see you do it if you think you can. I would really like to see you do that. Um, you'll end up in jail forever. Nobody will ever get you out. You'll just end up in jail. Go anywhere. Um, you know, go down to South America. Go over to Europe. Do the same thing. Carry the American flag and say, I want you to change all of your, your, your laws, and I'm going to rob you or rape your women or whatever, and you're not supposed to touch me. This is a sanctuary state or a sanctuary country. Go ahead. I challenge you. Go ahead. The sanctuary city stuff is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And to have people like Nancy Pelosi say that we're, we're you know, going against the rights of the illegal alien is just absurd. They're not, they, they call them, they say they're not criminals, they haven't broken any laws. If they're here and they did it illegally, they broke the law of our land. And therefore, they are criminals. They broke the law. Okay, so they either need to go back or whatever could help, help happen to make them rush right now to go be a citizen. I don't know. But they, they're not supposed to be here, period. 11 million or more. And don't tell me all 11 million are these perfect little people. And why do they, why, when they demonstrate, do they demonstrate with the flag, the Mexican flag or the ISIS flag or whatever? 
but they want to stay in America. <clears throat> well, they burn the American flag. Explain that one to me. I, I don't get it. And now tariffs. Okay, so Trump uh, announces his tariffs on, on steel. Um, did you know, first of all, that the Chinese have been exporting subgrade steel? And that we've had to buy that steel since our elected officials over the past three decades, third, uh, six decades, have destroyed our steel manufacturing. So, okay, so we get subgrade steel for what? For our military, airplanes, and ships? For the things that break down when they shouldn't? For the bridges that people cross every day? We get subgrade, subgrade, and sometimes sub-subgrade <laughs> steel when we have to buy it from the Chinese. Now, I used to work on a guy who owned uh, Republic Steel. I was up in Buffalo, and um, I went to see him whenever he asked, actually. And I, I saw what happened to the steel industry in Buffalo, why it became the Rust Belt, what happened at Tonawanda, New York, and in Lackawanna, New York, in many places like that, in Pennsylvania. Um, the Rust Belt excuse me, the rust belt just spread across that part of the Northeast like crazy because all of the steel plants shut down. That's thousands of jobs and thousands of sub-jobs. If we made the steel, then the cars got made. So there were people who worked on building the cars. If we made the steel, then the buildings got built. So there were people who worked on building the buildings. This is going to bring back maybe some higher, higher prices, I don't know. Trump is a genius. I don't know. Maybe they won't. But I know what it's going to do. It's going to bring hundreds or hundreds of thousands of jobs back. And that's what he promised. He promised two things in relationship to the tariffs. He talked about the uh, unfair trade deals from 30 years ago. He's been talking about this. But he definitely said during his campaign that that was going to stop, that there was going to be fair trade. There was going to be equal trade. And if they, if they wouldn't do it, then they're going to pay to have their stuff brought here. And that's what he's doing. It's exactly what we hired him to do. So the tariffs are not a, a bad thing. And he goes, oh, there might be a, a, a price war, and there might be, you know, a trade war. Let there be. We'll win in less than a day. Let there be a trade war. He'll just say, fine, you want to raise the prices on blue jeans? Then we're going to raise the prices on the cars that you build and everything's going to change real quickly. He told you this, you, if you would listen to him. He told you. He said, you know, Mexico, this guy or this guy or this, this person, this person, this lobbyist is going to say this and that and the other. But he's not owned by the lobbyist. So the country is going to say, well, you're going, to, you're going to do that, then we're going to tax this and that and the other for you. Okay, then we'll make it here. And that's fine with us. We want it made in the USA. And if you're going to do that and we can't trade with you, you don't want to trade fairly, then we'll just raise the tariffs even higher. We'll raise the taxes on you to import or export anything from your country to America. Who do you think is going to win this? Really? I'll tell you, we're going to win it. So leave the, the trade war crap on MSNBC, you know, along with the sanctuary cities and all the transgenders who are in the 52 different genders and you can't call a she a she or a he a he anymore or whatever. That mainstream media stuff is owned by Soros and run by Soros's people with Obama and 
It's all to, to disintegrate the family as much as possible. It's part of the Communist Manifesto. Divide up the family, destroy it, make people dependent on the government, including the children. And then when you add in all the pedophilia that's going on between Hollywood and the, the Vatican, you've got human trafficking going like crazy around the world with a lot of money laundering involved. And guess who Obama's mother guess what Obama's mother did when she was in Pakistan? Whatever she said she did, that's one thing. What she actually was doing was human trafficking. So he learned very well from Mama. And it's continuing. And Hollywood has learned really well. Talk to any of these guys who, who have been through this. And some of them you won't be able to talk to because they've killed themselves. They're done with it. They can't. They couldn't handle it. The women aren't going to talk because they're prostitutes. I mean, basically, women in my country are, are, are turning into just prostitutes. Just You sleep with anybody to do anything to get anything you want. That's prostitution. You know? Oh, no, he didn't pay me. Oh, he didn't? He take you out to dinner and, you know, wine and dine you and take you over to, you know, I don't know, some, some lavish um, resort somewhere so he could screw you for the next five days? You don't think that's prostitution. Got news for you. Now, my mother would have gone to all those places and gotten wine and dined, and he still wouldn't have gotten anything because she put herself on a pedestal, and she expected my father eventually to put her on a pedestal too. And that's where women should have been in the first place, but they, they wanted to be like men. <laughs> they wanted to, to break through that glass ceiling. Well, there was no glass ceiling. I, I was in all kinds of jobs and, and careers that you're supposed to have glass ceilings. Um, I never saw them. I just kind of did my thing and became who I was. Um, but women have turned into pigs, you know? And so they'll now they're going to go attack all these guys and say, you know, you did this to me and you did that to me. What the hell were you doing when you caused it to happen? I'm not saying it's all their fault. I'm not saying it's all either one of theirs' fault. It's our society's fault for letting this go on. If a woman walks down the street half naked and she's moving her hips and some guy wants to go after her and touch her, that's going to happen. Now she's going to sue him. I think she needs to get sued back. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a woman, but, you know, don't act like a pig if you don't want to be treated like one. That's how I feel. Now we got somebody going after Trump again, that stupid, uh, whatever her name is. I can't even, I don't even want to remember her name. But anyway, she's going to sue Trump now because she's sure that they had this relationship. Well, anything, they'll do anything. I'm sure she's getting paid like a million dollars because she has to be out of work. If you look at her, she's out of work. So she'll get paid a million dollars to tell lies. And that, that's, this is not the first time it's going to go on and on and on and on. Anyway, okay. So anyway, that's the, the, the uh, immigration and trafficking and the dreamers. Okay, DACA was done two days ago. Over with. You don't see a lot of people just like being rushed out like 11 million, million people. But Trump gave him a deal. He said, I'll give you 1.8 million plus this for the wall, and DACA will stay in. Nobody showed up. Nobody. None of the Democrats, because they don't give a shit. What they care about with DACA is, are we going to get the votes for the Democrats or not? If we don't get the votes, go, you know, whatever happens to you all, we don't care. We want the votes. And if we, if we can't, you know, 
get enough machines wired rightly and enough dead people registered, we have to have those illegal aliens for votes. Otherwise, there'll never be another Democrat elected. So they're going to do what they have to or can do to destroy not only this presidency, but the republic. And that's another thing while I'm thinking of it. He had some kids sitting down in front of McConnell's office on the Capitol yelling, this is what democracy looks like. Well, right, because we're not a democracy. We're a republic, and they don't know the difference. So in a democracy, they march down the halls and don't want to be touched, and if you touch them, you're no good, but it's okay what they're doing. They can burn things and destroy property, but if you pick them up by their collar and lock them up, you're a fascist and a Nazi. And they even know the Nazi party, Nazism and Nazi party was left. It was the Democrats who believed in the Nazis. The NRA, they go after the NRA. Do people realize that the NRA was formed to train black people how to defend themselves against the Ku Klux Klan, which was a Democrat organization? That's right, the NRA. The NRA is a civil rights movement for black people to learn how to use a gun to defend themselves against the Ku Klux Klan. That's where it originated. Nobody goes and looks at the history. Nobody listens to the history. Nobody gets the facts. They just, oh, the NRA has guns and they sell guns. They don't sell guns. They sell memberships. And the memberships are there because there are, are Americans who believe in our Second Amendment who want to be part of a group who believes in the Second Amendment. That's all they do. That's what it is. Do they give money to political parties? Yeah, I guess. Depending on if that person is pro-gun or anti-gun, of course they will. Do, does Planned Parenthood get donations? All kinds of that. They also get government money. You know, $20 million or whatever so that they can go kill babies, which is another hypocrisy. It's okay to kill, you know, 128 or 250,000 babies a year, but it's not okay they get all upset and want you to feel bad for some crazy loon who went into a school and killed another kid. So let's get rid of the guns. All right. I have a lot of crazy loons that I know out there that are driving around texting, and they're under 25, under 18, under 30. Let's get rid of the cars and the phones. Sounds just as good to me. It isn't that that one person broke the law and then killed somebody because they were texting while driving or killed themselves because they were texting. We don't care about that. It's that one person who's crazy or on drugs, is being mind-operated, maybe, by the CIA, who goes into a school, maybe. We not, I don't even know if he really did this, if you want to know the truth. But it was, it was made to look good. It's a really good false flag. Um, and, and so that one crazy person uses a gun, and it wasn't, you know, a high-magazine gun. He used 10 magazines, that's it. Um, but anyway, so let's ban all guns. Well, you start with one, you'll get to the rest. That's how it is. Janet Napolitano said it years ago, 1993. The first thing is take away one part, then the next step is take away the second part, and the third step is take away all. That's how they think. That's how the Democrats work. They lie. They cheat. They steal. They use this little nudge thing. If you remember, uh, uh, what's his name? Cal Sustine or whatever his name was. Um who said to Obama, he's one of Obama's czars, and he said, just nudge him a little. Just nudge, nudge, nudge. Eventually, those nudges fall. They make them fall over the cliff, and they won't know what hit them. So you just keep nudging. Just keep it going. So now they're going to have this big march, you know, against guns. Well, good luck. They want to have a war with those who have guns? I think there's, I don't know, maybe 150 million people in the United States that have guns. 
believe in the Second Amendment, bring it on. Maybe we can get rid of all this once and for all. Maybe. Okay. Um, that's it for now. I had to go short, but the reason I wasn't here for the last few days is my youngest had a baby seven weeks early and everybody ended up in ICU. So, sorry for any delays. And huh, Please share these if you can. People are really not educated. They need to be. So please share these. This is Rainy G.